Can you guys stop swearing? I have children over here. Next time you swear, I'm gonna call the cops. Look, look, I can't I, I don't know. I, I think you were breaking up that whole time. At least from what I get. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Episode. Right, see you next week. Yep. We're done. See ya. There's nothing to talk about. We're done. Yeah, it's a slow week. Nothing happened at all. Yeah, Not nothing at all. Alright, well, so what's next week? <laughs> next week's when we oh no, wait, that's tonight we go on the internet and complain about outcomes of things. <laughs> yep. not today 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 we, we we all laugh about how uh vince mcmahon is uh gonna have some stiff competition with his own company tonight <laughs> yeah i know i'm still watching the end of takeover from last night so i could be ready to complain online at any minute <laughs> start complaining now if you want <laughs> How come this isn't uh, so over? Far, there's been nothing to complain about, but there's like ten minutes left. And 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 as as of right now, Fozzie is on on stage with is on stage with Chris Jericho. So okay. So That's possible. Well, is just a clone. Wait, what? It's a hologram. Yeah, he's Dalzim from Street No, Fighter he too. he he posted he posted something somewhere. I think on um Instagram that with them performing. Like yeah, you know. So, Rumble under at number 30, Chris Jericho. He's already in the ring, actually. Swerve, <laughs> <laughs> the ring is actually the stage. I feel bad for all the people in New Orleans. That's but, the eh. old Swerve. Yeah. This year, the Royal Rumble is coming to you live from a Fozzy concert. That'd be cool. That's how desperate they are to get Chris Jericho in this Rumble. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, that would make for a great Kofi spot, though, if he ended up in the crowd and they just crowd-surfed him back in. Didn't he do that one year? I don't think they're willing to trust the fans enough to do that. <laughs> well, would you trust the fans enough to do that? Because I'm thinking... I'm sure there was one year where he was thrown out but then thrown back in. Um, he was like, he was like power slammed onto the, uh, guardrail by Rusev and then jumped from the guardrail to the ring. I think that's uh, probably the closest yeah, to... He, he missed the floor entirely. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, stuff happened in wrestling. Like, lots of stuff. Some anniversary happened or something. I don't know what it was. Oh, nothing happened that month. Uh, uh, nothing happened. Ico Pro. Ico Pro came back this week. Yes, it did. I heard, I, heard, <laughs> I, heard some people, I heard some people paid $800 for seats and still complained. I heard people spend even more than that, actually. Oh, yeah. No, that, that... I heard just 400 so I'm very surprised by $800. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, G, describe Raw 25 in three words. <laughs> Not much happened. Exactly. It was just <laughs> a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> I thought the three words you were going to say were we want refunds. 
<laughs> later. We want something, I think, was what they first said. Well, I don't care if you just paid $20 spend the whole night staring at a screen. That's not going to go over terribly well. No, they were watching Vacant Russell Vacant all night. Matt's early was it was it an early early candidate for match of the year? I already put it in worst show of the year. It was a cruiserweight title match. <laughs> Enzo versus the legal. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the, I mean obviously the, the expectations were so high, and I think that's why everyone's kind of a little bummed out. I, I'm not even mad. I'm just totally disappointed because like the hype and what. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I'm not. Them. But, I'm not mad at all. Like you said, I'm more disappointed. But if I had paid several hundred dollars to be in the Manhattan Center that night, sure. I'd and that, and that's the thing is, I saw a lot of people were saying like people paid upwards of three hundred, four hundred dollars for seats for that show to basically watch Raw on TV from the Barclays Center. It was awesome. a glorified Raw viewing party. If it'd been advertised as that, and maybe not cost that much, it'd be kind of cool. Sure. Like, come watch Raw with some old guys. JR. Try to stay awake. He doesn't like New Japan. <laughs> Try to stay awake. I would probably pay $400 just to piss on him for that. I will never forgive him for that. But anyway. Well, people were being so rude about it. Like, Honestly, what it came off as, they resented anybody who could have bought one of those tickets and thought they got what they deserved, but there was this whole thing about, well, if they'd paid attention, that was how they advertised it, and I don't think that's true. Did you guys ever see anything saying you're basically going to sit and stare at a monitor for an entire show? No, I got Raw. Raw is coming to you from, from the Manhattan Center and the Barclays Center. That was... Uh, my understanding, I'm not in New York City, so I don't know if they were advertising different locally, but that was how they were promoting it on television, was Raw is coming to you from two different locations. It wasn't like, Raw is going to be primarily at the Barclays Center, we're going to have a couple of things at the Manhattan Center. Yeah, everything well, I saw made it sound like it was perfectly You, you just here and but maybe not. Yeah, I. I mean, I I don't know what expectations I would have had had I had Manhattan Center seats. They got to see old people talk though. You didn't get to see that at the the other venue. No, you didn't. And they got to see two or five live matches because everyone loves the cruiserweights, right? Oh yeah, totally. They also got to see Scott Hall come to the ring without getting cut by a commercial. <laughs> I saw the shit he did, but between actually, my uh, my buddy Jarrett was live feeding it because he was there and uh, he didn't say anything really. They were just killing time, but they talked about uh, they just talked about quick bullshit and then set him up to like pretend like he had said nothing during the commercial break. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> really exciting. Must not see television. Even though, I mean, the matches that were presented on television from the Manhattan Center were short, bullshit matches. There was, what, two matches, right? We had the, the Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, 
And then you had the club and the uh, the revival, mm-hmm. which of course the revival, as predicted, <laughs> they took everybody's finishers and uh, also got beat. Oh well. <laughs> Don't forget the epic vacant versus vacant title match. Well, and then I heard like they had cruiserweight matches on in between commercials. So they had one that fit. Was, yeah. I, I I heard there was one that fit like entirely within one commercial break. Uh, then they had one that started, and then the guys brawled to the back, and then there was a segment from the Barclays yeah, Center on the screen. Even finish. <laughs> and they and they brawled back to the ring to have the finish during the next commercial break. Oh God! I didn't hear about the second. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's uh, that's my understanding. That's awesome! Wow, that's actually very clever. I actually, well, I'd totally pay like eight hundred dollars to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that was Monday. I mean, like. If I didn't know the Royal Rumble was tonight, I wouldn't know the Royal Rumble was tonight from watching this week's WWE programming. That's what a lot of people were saying that I saw was that even if you thought the show itself wasn't that awful, it was a terrible go-home show. Yeah. And uh, there's pretty much no denying that part. No, you couldn't say... You can't really call it a, a terrible go-home show. It made the people go home. <laughs> he's, right, he's right. True. Very true. Um, I mean, everything is not going to be... I can't remember what year it was, but when The Rock was going around with a video <coughs> camera announcing that every single person he encountered was going to win the Royal Rumble. You know, yeah, yeah. The cameraman and so forth. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. yeah. Eight-year-old kid in the front row. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The entirety of Section 28B is going to win the Royal Rumble. That was really fun. I, I remember everything is predicted like that, but it seems like WWE doesn't even care that they have the Rumble. Not like that. I mean, they care, but it just it hasn't felt like a big deal. Right, exactly. I mean, that's like I said, if I didn't know, I wouldn't know. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Your ass better call somebody. Sorry, sorry, folks. I sound shittier than normal. I, I'm a little under the weather, folks. That's why I sound raspy. Okay. Feel better, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, but... Like, SmackDown had the thing with the women where they were fighting over, you know, they were throwing each other over the top rope and shit, but there wasn't, like, any kind of, like, huge schmoz with the with the men that I recall. Like, there would normally be in a go-home show for a Royal Rumble, so... I mean, yeah, great job building your probably second biggest pay-per-view of the year. I've probably heard more about the gambling odds on different people winning it than I've heard about the show itself. Oh, yeah. And the sad thing is we've been hearing about that for three weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put things in perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're clearly relying on the Rumble to be a draw because of it's the Rumble. 
Like that's that's this year, at least for the men. I think the women's side of it has not been as bad. I wouldn't say it's been good, but they definitely seem to put a lot more focus on that match, which makes me wonder if maybe it'd be kind of cool if that is the last match of the show. But that's of course unless we get an upset finish and they, uh, you know, James Ellsworth the shit. But <laughs> mm-hmm. they could. Because the Ronda Rousey thing, so-called quote-unquote in Colombia. I know this sounds stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway because I said it before and this is my thought on it. You can't set up a WrestleMania program without setting up a WrestleMania program. With Stephanie McMahon being on commentary, that's exactly why she's there. Now, how? I don't know. But, I mean, that's my thinking. It's like either Ronda Rousey is in the match or she just interferes in the match. It doesn't matter which one. But that's that's why I think Steph's going to be uh, telling us all about herself for fucking an hour. <laughs> yeah, I don't see Ronda being there at all. I just see Stephanie saying the word historic every three words. <laughs> yeah. I love all the tweets that went out yeah, specifically to WWE and some of them even to her about how, how do I change it to hear the Italian announcing? I'd rather hear a language I don't understand than listen I'm to you. I'm very disappointed. I am um, really really disappointed because they only have the other audio feeds on the live feed so i will not be able to listen to japanese commentary just to avoid listening to steph <laughs> oh no i can't hear the smackdown number one announcer well he's probably going to be in the match so fuck it you'll see him <laughs> oh god the best rumble ever was the year that kai and kai kept coming back again and again and again <laughs> Until uh, Taka I got hurt. That until I die. They would just, they kept coming back. Their music would play in everything. It was like five times Kai and Tai came back into the Rumble. It was great. Yeah, except Taka got hurt that last time. So. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, forget about that part. But the rest of it. <laughs> that was gold. I wonder if they were, they were uh, if they were meant to play into that match anymore because like <laughs> you know like clearly they couldn't after that last time. It would have been awesome if it had come down to like the two guys who really were going to be the last two and them, but they just <laughs> wouldn't leave. <laughs> it doesn't all have to be super serious. It can be funny and that was good funny that wasn't i mean yeah it was stupid but it was fun stupid and that's totally okay we you know need more of that sometimes so so scrolling through scrolling through my twitter feed i bumped into i saw sorry sorry didn't mean to sound all apologizing for continue scrolling my friend um fozzy is now off stage Have, have they did their performance for the night so Oh, she is on a plane right now. It is still possible for Jared for for to be a number thirty. I think it's still possible for him to make it to 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 where Philadelphia. New Orleans. Got what? We did the but, math. Oh, no, Philadelphia. Yeah, mania. It's all the same bullshit yeah. at this point. Philadelphia <laughs> might be possible. For, I know we did. We calculated it's virtually impossible, but you never know. Nine hours. So we're talking. And yep. you gotta think. You gotta think. If he was number thirty, then yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could say thirty is possible. And they are off the after show party starts now. All right. Well, here's 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 the information I have. 
Flight time from Philadelphia to Paris is 7 hours 30 minutes. Non-stop flights could take 7 hours and 45 minutes. Quickest one-stop flight takes close to 9 hours. However, some airlines could take as long as 32 hours based on the stopover destination and waiting duration. You don't think WWE could send their private jet over to get Chris Jericho and get him back within 8 That's hours? What I'm saying, man. Yeah. It's possible. If he's off stage now, it is possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't one of his tweets even say, you know, Ozzy's performing in Paris, da 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 da. Yeah, Unless I'm watched... hiding on a bus in Philly or something. Like, uh, he's I watched. Going. I watched an Instagram video earlier of him, of him, and he was saying, he basically said he's not going to be in there. He constantly, he consistently said, well, there's no way I'm going to be there. I, we're no, to get, you don't get your hopes up. Oh, man, I, I actually kind of want to see him at 30 now, though. Because he'll get Daniel Bryan right out of the building. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what's going to happen if he does. Because Daniel Bryan's number 30. <laughs> of course. All those betting odds, right? Bullshit's still going on. Mm hmm. Yeah, what, what, what are his odds now? Because last I knew, they were like four to one for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's something like that. It, he's usually ranking in like the third most likely candidate to win. I've the five sites I was I kind of was looking at. I mean, they all I, they all I, have pretty I, much the same. Shinsuke Nakamura is still top, but Daniel Bryan is like in the top five. Yeah, well, this I mean they're designed to take you know people's money, so there's well, the hardcore fans want Nakamura, so they'll get their money with him, and then like the the dreamers or whatever you want to call them. The, Morons. Yeah, the, the people that forget <laughs> to see him punk's probably the most excited to see Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble. They're going to get their money. Well, CM it's... Punk was featured in still shots at Raw 25, so CM Punk return imminent. Yeah, no, that lawsuit is preventing both of those things from happening, though. Because the credibility of the WWE doctors is on the line in that trial, and Daniel Bryan has been ruled by the same individuals not able to compete again. What is it? So, I mean, two and two together, right? Two and two is five. I didn't think of that, but you're right. <laughs> it's totally number five, bud. Yep. Fifth entrant, <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's, it's just like every single time it comes up, it's like, fuck, do I need to copy-paste this shit? No, I just ignore it. <laughs> but it's like, until that trial ends, there's how, how can that happen? And me, if you got an answer, by all means, enlighten me. Because otherwise, just copy-paste that to the, the people you see online and walk away. Or ignore them, one or the other, either or. It'd be fucking awesome, but it's just magnets. How do they work? Mm -hmm. Like fuck. <laughs> then the other favorites: Roman Reigns, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler. For some reason, I think still on there. <laughs> I think uh, today's the anniversary of Punk walking out. A couple days ago. Was it a yeah. couple days ago? Um, I saw something on. The weekend and some my news feeds, yeah, a couple days at least, give or take. I know it was in my on this day or whatever. Like, CM Punk left. <laughs> well, on this day, I see clearly. <laughs> yeah. All I know about CM Punk is apparently Dana has said, "Hey, he might get into the fight." Well, I mean, the, the only thing that could happen there is if they settle out of court and we don't know about it, which is possible. Sure. I mean, that's, 
says the industry will keep, try to keep that a secret. So, and everybody in that trial, pretty much outside of the judge, prosecutors, could be obviously be bribed. I mean, come on, American justice system. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they're all they're, they're businesses. Their businesses is kayfabe. So like that. I mean, it's, okay. I will admit, as much as I totally don't think it's going to happen, there is a logical possibility of why it could. Sure. Yeah. Anyone want to take a money bet on it, though? Come on. <laughs> I mean, if people want to give me their money, I'll do that. Yeah, right. Okay. Got odds on it. <laughs> I'm sure they do, right? Oh, well. But with still lots of people unannounced, so there are potential for, you know, Coco Beware run-ins and everything. Who knows? <laughs> Pile driver. Four years ago, at CM Punk walked out of WWE. So, yeah, that was today. Z-Pack. Z-Pack. <laughs> is it just me or in that picture you just shared? Does Jericho have a, a hole in the uh, back of his pants? Yes. Uh, yes. Was, was Michael Starr going in the back door? Probably. <laughs> ah, Steel Panther. Yeah, so uh, WWE bored people to death and got people demanding refunds. And then there was last night NXT TakeOver totally Philadelphia. Company, right? What's that? Totally different company. Totally, yeah. NXT, totally different than WWE. NXT is my favorite indie fed. Mine too. Yeah, NXT takeover. I'm sure I, I'm sure you guys did. I'm just looking at this Facebook thing, so I can see a couple people did. I watched the. I I actually like made it a point to stay home and watch this show. Yeah, I just finished watching it. Like I said, so. Yeah. Nothing to complain about. No, I don't. I didn't see anything to complain about. Uh, I thought some so of it matches... wasn't good because wrestling's only good if you can complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't in the Tokyo Dome, so none of the matches were five stars. But you know, Fairly. undisputed. No one era. loves wrestling more than I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> undisputed era defeated the authors of Pain. Uh, that was an okay match. Uh, Velveteen Dream defeated Cassius Ono. That was uh, that was all right. You, yeah, the people who keep going, I have trouble remembering Dream is only twenty-two years old. That's absolutely oh, right. God, that I mean, hurts. it oh, really. Hurts. You want to feel that you're just hopeless at life? You go, that guy's twenty-two years mm-hmm. old. So just oh, that, that's just painful. Why did you have to say that? <laughs> because I don't want to be the only one that goes and swallows cyanide when we get done with the show. <laughs> I want company, damn it. <laughs> uh, Ember Moon defeated Shayna Baszler. I, I I thought that was a really good storytelling match. Like, like my girlfriend was watching that with me, and that, that spot where uh, Baszler, like, twists... Moon's arm and stomps on it. Like, I'd seen that spot before in, like, Daniel Bryan CM Punk matches and stuff like that, but, like, not looking as sick as that looked. Yeah, that, that looked pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, with well, them... Go ahead. Oh, just, um, 
Shayna Baszler did not just show up in WWE straight from MMA. She's been working on the wrestling thing for a while, and she's actually fought in stardom, the uh, Yoshi promotion. And if you can hang there, you can hang anywhere. Sure. And she was there first. Um, but you know, while I didn't have any complaints about that match and really enjoyed part of it, there was still a little part of my head that thought it would have been awesome if Shayna had just choked her out in one minute and won yeah. everything. That's what so, I was hoping for, too. I, was, I mean, Ember I was Moon is basically could... like, you know, an... A fantasy superhero, and if you're going to give her a villain, that villain needs to be super impressive. So, what they did was totally fine, but I would not have minded a squash. All right. Alistair Black defeated Adam Cole in an Extreme Rules match. I know Alistair G Black is great at everything. I know G made really a comment is. on uh, on my post with regards to a bump Adam Cole took. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'll have it open though. But yeah, uh, that's wait a minute. Wait a minute. Co- Coaster was Coaster wrestled last night. I yes, didn't know that. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, he like he got his ass kicked though. And he took a stupid, stupid bump. What were you thinking, Coaster? It's all for the fans. <laughs> Don't make it a regular thing, man. They set up like two chairs standing up back to back, and then he like fucking landed on his back on like that ridge. That was stupid. That was just dumb. Yeah, like I, I felt that. I thought he was yeah, legit was hurt. There's like that... a slim margin of error there that's like crippled for life. And it's just like, what's the point of doing that move? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm calling it stupid. I, I mean, it looked fucking painful. It looked real. I don't think you can really not make that look real a little bit. So, eh, dumb. I thought overall, so I thought it was... For, do that every night for fucking 300 nights a year, and uh, <laughs> you won't yeah. make it past the first month. Overall, I thought it was a really good match. Um, you know, you go into a WWE Extreme Rules match knowing that it's not going to be uh, what you'd typically expect in a Philadelphia uh, Extreme Wrestling match because WWE. So typical WWE weapons, the kendo sticks and the chairs and the ladder and the tables. But that was a sick bump with those chairs. Yeah. Like, but I thought it was I mean, pretty... The, the match is really good. It's just I, yeah. I kind of was mad at the guy for doing that just because it's just... It was I mean, a solid... I know you want to get attention and notice, but you don't want to be known for that, dude. <laughs> it was a solid match, but I mean, yeah, absolutely. I don't... Uh, like, you didn't need that bump. And it took a lot of other fucking hard hits and spots in that match as well so it's just i don't know there's just some some risks just seem a little bit dumb it's like new jack level dumb yeah pretty dumb which Without is fu- the music playing the whole time which makes it kind of pointless. <laughs> well yeah maybe if my attention would have been distracted a bit <laughs> cool if it was like new age where you like get some enigma in there <laughs> it's funny because the mass transit incident's been coming up in my like recommended youtube videos lately Oh, One, God. Yeah, because everyone that. needs to see that again. No. Well, it's all the yeah. news reports and everything about it in, like, shoot interviews and shit. Like, like oh, okay. What needs to be said about that? <laughs> Idiot 17-year-old gets in the ring, gets bladed, and then sues. 
Actually, they were saying like as they're as they're like dragging him out, he's like, "No, Dad, I want to stay. I'm one of the boys now." Like, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I I even enjoyed the main event with Andrade Cien Almas, who I haven't really been a huge fan of. And I don't know if like if if I thought it was a really good match just because like. I was rooting for Johnny Gargano because of his, uh, he was the first interviewee on this show. <laughs> um, but, uh, or on the site anyway. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was into the match, but part of me was like Tommaso Ciampa's coming back. Like, like, I think everybody was planning yeah. on that. It was just a question of, is he going to interfere in the match or not? Exactly. There was no way yeah. he couldn't come back. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, these NXT shows are very formulaic in a lot of ways when it comes to storytelling. Like they really are chapter ends, chapter starts. They've been that way since inception, more or less. So, sure. like Tommaso coming in, that's if he's not in now, he's in the three months. It's kind of it's kind of what it is, really, right? Yeah. But I I don't know. I I I thought I I'm still not sold on. Uh, Sold on the match being that good, and I know a lot of people really loved it, but I thought it was okay. I just wasn't didn't pull my socks off. I don't know. Maybe I was just distracted by the fact that uh like, hey, there's another female wrestler who could be in the rumble tonight. Yeah. I kept thinking that the whole time, like, fuck, how do we miss her? She's in a god fucking company, she could show up. Yeah. Well somebody <laughs> pointed out, and I you know, I, I would have loved to see this if you had had Johnny and Candice and Almas and Zelina in the MCC. Yeah. The the mixed uh the mixed oh, match yeah, challenge. Point. I know they would have had to bring them in earlier, but that would have been pretty cool. It'd been a good way to promote their own network too. So you can only normally see these people on NXT for at least the time being. Right. Oh, well, it had value, I would imagine. Uh, the ratings for that are okay. I think like the live ratings were about a hundred thousand the first week, and just over a million in total views. Was they weren't really promoting it as heavily. I was reading. I did like I skip all the fucking bullshit in between segments and a lot of the bullshit in segments when I watch. So sure. I didn't remember seeing any advertising for the Mixed Match Challenge really the first week when it was being promoted heavily. But they're saying that they cut back massively, like. It might not be where they want Facebook Live to be at for viewing, but they, oh, it still uh, sounds pretty good to me. But the most I saw can't. was was like promos from each team that were going to be in the match. And that, okay, and, and like was Michael Cole talking about it or whatever? I can't even listen to him. Like literally, I try, but my brain's like <laughs> self-preservation mode. So. I don't think so, but I don't remember anything Michael Cole says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's just like fuck. I don't know. I really don't like. Eighteen oh, wow. seconds. WrestleMania. <laughs> Vintage. Yeah. I don't know. I thought overall last night's show was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed the whole thing. I'll watch the next Takeover special again. Yeah. It's kind of my habit now. I don't know, like, if I really start watching NXT again because of it. I mean. 
Uh, like I said, I mean, a couple of the matches told really good stories and, and just, but like Adam Cole took a stupid bump and that really took me out of it, man. That's probably why I didn't even enjoy the main event. Actually. Sure. It wasn't Sia Trinidad, although well, it partly was because she's hot, but I mean, <laughs> bump, man. like, fuck. <laughs> you get like the pain feels, the sympathy pain, you know, when you watch some shit in life mm-hmm. and like that. Yeah, it tripped me out. And then I, I then I saw on the internet that some shit is going down in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh my god. Ugh. The shit the shit is uh two days worth. I didn't realize that at first. They've actually expanded New Beginning from two shows to three. And for the first time that they've done this, it's actually worked out. Um the two shows uh, last night and the night before were in Sapporo, which is about as far north in Japan as you can go and still be in the country. And right now it's super cold. There's really heavy snow. Everybody's flights were being canceled and they were having to try to get there from all over the place with canceled flights. And it's, Kind of a mess weather-wise, but they still almost sold out the place both nights. You're looking at over 5,000 people both nights. It's 10,000 plus. And you know, the first half of the show isn't that big of a deal, but it's the stuff that comes in the second half that was just crazy. The first night, the main event that still has people talking. Hiroshi Tanahashi defended the Intercontinental title against everybody's favorite murder grandpa, Minoru Suzuki. And Suzuki freaking destroyed him. This is the first match that I can remember seeing that was actually ended by referee stoppage. And the title changes hands on that and some of the commentators were even saying the referee waited too long he should have called it before Tanahashi may not be able to walk again and they're only exaggerating a little bit because Tanahashi has been pretty injured for a long time basically he needed a year off a year ago and he had the torn bicep in three places that he never had surgery on and from what I understand now he can't because it's too late he's got to basically rest it and rehab it and then there was the bad knee which was what Suzuki was exploiting and so if you had watched New Japan over the past year and were kind of bummed out that every Suzuki match was the same with the interference from Suzuki Goon and that What's the big fuss over this guy? I don't get it. Watch this match. And if you don't think Minoru Suzuki is the most terrifying human on the face of the earth, then something is wrong with you. And, I mean, people were crying in the audience. People were very uncomfortable. Tanahashi got stretchered out. And Suzuki just destroyed him and laughed about it the entire time. Um, the 
big, big, big stuff happened last night, this morning. I actually stayed up and watched it live because it came on about three hours earlier than it normally does. So midnight instead of 3 a.m. Hooray. Um, what was going on here? The New Beginning Tour is going to have a couple of shows at Korokan Hall in Tokyo, but they're going to end on February 10th in Osaka for the big ending show. That show sold out 26 days in advance. It is the fastest sellout in Osaka history. And one has to think that at least part of the reason for that is that each member of Los Ingobernables de Japón has a singles match and three of them are titles. So um, it may not, obviously not the only reason, but it helps. And Bullet Club tension has been going on for a while. So they had their whole side story there. You had a repeat from Wrestle Kingdom where Rapongi 3K challenged for the titles the Young Bucks got from them. The match they had last night in Sapporo is frankly the match they should have had at Wrestle Kingdom. It was absolutely fantastic. I am not a Young Bucks fan, and I never have been, and they're not my cup of tea, but this was probably the best match I've seen them have. Um, Sho and Yo won their titles back. Rapongi 3K is champion again, our champions again. And even more, that just makes Wrestle Kingdom taste that much more sour. Like, why did they have to lose there if they were just going to win them back three weeks later? on a much, much smaller platform. But you know, what's done is done, and they have the titles again, and that's great. So if you get a chance to check out that match, you absolutely should. Just some fantastic tag team wrestling. And they learned. They learned from the previous matches, and they, they were ready. And it was a, a pretty great thing. The main event was Kenny Omega defending the United States title against Switchblade Jay White. And if you haven't watched some of the background stuff, like you know, the interviews on New Japan World and that kind of thing, then this may be a little bit confusing. But when Switchblade came back at New Year's Dash, Kenny Omega tried to recruit him for Bullet Club he acted like he was joining, and then he laid out Kenny Omega and threw the shirt away and left. Less than 24 hours later, Switchblade Jay White has joined Chaos, the stable led by current heavyweight champ Kazuchika Okada. And this, on the face of it, makes no sense at all. It gets even better when you look at the press conference, and Jay White straight up says, I'm going to take titles and power from people, but I can't do it alone. And then he goes off on this whole thing about, well, why can't you challenge your stablemate if your stablemate has a title? Why can't we do that? Because usually you don't. LIJ is the only faction that actively encourages that. Naito has said before he wants them to fight each other because that's how they improve, and if you're satisfied with where you are, you shouldn't be in the faction anyway. But they're a total anomaly. The rest of the time, stablemates do not fight each other ever unless it's a tournament like G1. 
And so Okada completely blows this off, like, oh, we already do that. We do that in G1, and you would just lose to me anyway, so it's not a big deal. And everybody who's watching it is like, dude, you just let a guy into your group who told you he's going to take your title. Are you stupid? And yes, yes, he is. So Jay White is now in chaos. Jay White beat Kenny Omega and took the U.S. title from him. It was unbelievable. I mean, th that match was so, so very good. I mean, you would not think that Jay White was just recently back from Young Lion Excursion. And if you've watched a lot of Alex Shelley matches, no matter from what time they were, you can so tell that Alex Shelley was Jay White's mentor and worked with him a lot. You can see it in Jay White's ring work. It's just fantastic. So Jay White is now the United States champion, and Kenny Omega is not. But even though that was the main event and we have a totally unexpected new champion, that is not the top story coming out of it because what happened afterwards was almost as soon as Jay White's hand was raised, here comes Hangman Adam Page. And he grabs the title from him and physically verbalizes that he's going to challenge for that title. And it seemed kind of awkward because not 30 seconds ago, his stablemate Kenny Omega had just lost it. Like, you're kind of being a dick here. That's... Uh, at least give him a moment. So Omega goes over there. He grabs the title away from Hangman Page and shoves it at Jay White like, you know, he's passing it on with some semblance of honor. Jay White just takes the title and leaves, and the rest of Bullet Club starts arguing with each other. And in the heat of the moment... Kenny shoves one of the young bucks to the floor. And then everything stops. And they're just looking at him like, dude, what the hell? And Kenny looks like, oh, shit, guys, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. But the bucks get mad and walk off. And so now you've got Cody and Marty Skrull and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Marty tells them they need to work it out, and he starts to walk away. The other three you know, fist bump and shake hands and insist that they're cool. As they are stepping through the ring ropes, Cody grabs Kenny and hits a crossroads on him and starts beating the hell out of him. Hangman Page comes back in to help, and they set him up to take him out with a chair, just like they were going to do with Kota Ibushi last week. Well, speaking of, guess who makes the save for Kenny Omega? Kota Ibushi comes running down, chases everybody off. Everyone in the place is just going berserk. It's like, oh my god, they're getting back together. Oh my god. And it takes forever. You know, Kenny's trying to pull himself up on the ring ropes. Kota's holding his hand out. And Kenny just shakes his head no, like, you know, can't do it, I can't do it, and both of them look like they're seriously about to cry, and Coda starts to walk away, and he turns around, and he grabs Kenny by the shoulders, and he spins him around, 
and he grabs him and hugs him. And Kenny hugs him back and everybody's just screaming and losing their minds and the confetti falls from the ceiling because this is totally a victory. And now the golden lovers are back together and they they walk backstage and they basically <coughs> just go storming past all the press. They don't talk to anybody and they just leave. And it was absolutely beautiful and people have been chomping at the bit to see this for years. And so now all these different pieces are in place for at least the rest of the year, possibly more than that. And you know, where this goes, we don't know. You know. A lot of people are saying we're going to see you know, the Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers at this all-in show that Cody is trying to get set up, maybe. There's definitely stuff we could see from them on future New Japan shows, possibly even the Long Beach thing. And then you know, all the other stuff coming down the pipe that doesn't have anything to do with them. You know, Suzuki has the number two title in the whole company. He can physically destroy anybody. Um, Togi Makabe has stepped up and challenged for that, which normally I don't have any use for Makabe, but this would actually be pretty good because you know, this is a guy who's constantly throwing middle fingers and shouting fuck you at people, and you know, that's a good pairing for Minoru Suzuki. It's probably going to be more enjoyable than you know, I would have initially thought and then in Osaka on the 10th you've got uh, Hiromu Takahashi challenging Will Ospreay for the junior heavyweight title you've got Bushi facing Ghetto and I hope he rips his beard out one hair at a time you've got Cole. oh yeah <laughs> I want this to hurt his soul I really hate that guy right now but <laughs> yeah nothing vindictive on my part no um, Evil and Sonata are the tag team champions, the heavyweight tag team champions, but they both made it clear they were going to challenge for singles titles, and they are. Evil is challenging Goto for the never openweight title, which Evil has held before. He won it from Shibata and held it for less than a week before losing it back. So he's decided, how did he say it? He's like, you have the title that I lost overseas. Return it to me. Evil's just so much fun to listen to. You know, this movie villain, but it's great. Sonata's challenging Okada for the top title, and he's got a whole new look. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous because with Sonata, there's always the hair to consider, but he, he looks really badass. Although the mask to me looks like a combination of Groot and Jack Skellington, and I cannot unsee that. So if you check out his new look, you know, it's pretty cool, but there is that. And Naito has a match with Yoshihashi, which would normally be a total blow-off, but Tacos has been on a rampage, and you know, they really seem to be using Naito to try to move Yoshihashi along for once in his career because they're the same age, but Yoshihashi's been just a guy who was there. And nothing ever changed. And so now with him fighting with Naito, 
something's finally happening. And so the big question the announcers kept bringing up is, what if Sonata wins? Now, there's no way Sonata's going to win. But they keep pointing out the parallel that nobody thought Okada was going to win back in 2012 when he won his first title also. He just showed up out of nowhere and won it. And so they're trying to place doubt, but, you know, I'm sorry, after Wrestle Kingdom, I've decided that no matter what I want to see, the opposite is going to happen, and I just expect that, and then I'll be pleasantly surprised if I'm wrong. So, yeah, don't know how that's going to work. But again, this is the one faction that encourages challenging each other. So it's not like the group is going to fall apart if that were to happen. So a ton of really, really awesome stuff on the two shows that just happened. You really should check them out. There's a lot worth watching. And February 10th, the new beginning in Osaka. Don't miss that. That's going to be freaking amazing. Um, I guess the last thing to tie it all up is tomorrow at noon central time, so 1 p.m. for a lot of you guys. Tickets for the Long Beach show go on sale, and if I can get any, I'll be at that again. Last year, they sold out, like, all 6,000 tickets in, like, half an hour, so we'll see what happens, but if I can get something, I'll totally be there for that different uh, different location, and instead of in the summer, it's on March 25th, which is like, okay, that's my third show in three months. I gotta do this. So after that, that should be the end. Um, but we'll see how that works out. So yeah, you guys really ought to watch some of this. All right. <clears throat> and then tonight in the United States is the WWE Royal Rumble. You wouldn't know that from watching their shows. But that is actually happening tonight, and I've got the card here. We'll run through it. It's the road to WrestleMania. Yes, the road to WrestleMania begins, as they will no doubt pound into your head about six billion times tonight. Uh, starting with the pre-show, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus The Revival. Didn't I just see this match? Huh, really? Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. I, I, I swear I just saw this match. The Revival lost clean, so... I demand answers. Yeah. So, that, was there something, wasn't there something bumped off this show? The cruiserweight stuff. Cruiserweight, cruiserweight title is something else bumped off the show too, wasn't there? It was the U.S. title tournament. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 They bumped it. They did that early. Okay. Uh, I, I. That's the first time I've heard about this. Oh match, yeah, so. Bobby Roode's U.S. champion. Now, isn't it? I. I see on the actually on the bottom of my list, I've got uh, Bobby Roode uh, versus TBA on the kickoff pre-show. Okay. So that's Let's where you're getting the Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler's going to return on the fucking pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also right. on the pre-show Kalisto, Lince Dorado, and Grand Metalik versus TJP, Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak no that will be during the commercial break right? Uh, that's, yeah that's going to be during the commercial breaks so they're going to brawl to the back and then they'll brawl back to the ring during the after the, comer, you know, after the next segment uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah US Championship Bobby Roode versus uh to be announced, and the rumor was that uh, they were going to do the U.S. title finals last week on SmackDown, uh, as opposed to two weeks ago on SmackDown, 
to lead to Bobby Roode fighting Dolph Ziggler tonight at the Royal Rumble. Okay. So that's uh, that. I mean, I it could be somebody completely unexpected. And yet, Dolph Ziggler is still the fourth most favorite to win. <laughs> he actually bumped Cena out. Wow. And for the first time, we actually have a bet where uh, you won't make really any money. Nakamura is like totally like a real favorite now. Like, wow. Really? Yeah. That... Yeah, it's obviously it's too close to the point where they're going to change it when the show starts. <laughs> they always do, but yeah, yeah. significant significant change in his uh, odds. Before you would still win a little bit of money. Like there was nobody who was actually considered a favorite. Everybody was kind of considered a left field, but there was guys who were closer to the top. And Nakamura was like completely jumped over that line. Wow. Yeah, which means a lot of people were betting on him. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get to that uh, in a second here, but we got uh, other matches on the show. Two out of three falls for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Uh, the Usos defend against Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, okay. The Raw, <laughs> yeah, the Raw Tag Team Title Match: Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan uh, defend against the Bar. Handicap match for the WWE Title: AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I think oh, it's safe fuck, to say, yeah, that thing. Is it safe to say that AJ's gonna win? Yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah, so. I think I, th- I think the storyline is uh it, it, it's telling because they have done a lot of things that could take them to a split with Sammy Owens and or Sammy Owens. Let's call him Sammy Owens, fuck it. And uh That's better than Cammy. Uh say yeah, you can call him Cammy like 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 uh <laughs> like AJ does. But they're they're pretty they sure that's the name for their parent on Tumblr, which just makes it even worse. <laughs> it's kind of a shame they didn't just make this like a, a triple threat because it's basically a handicap match anyway. And then you could, you could have the potential for maybe a split. But as a handicap match, I can't see why it would be they split up tonight. So it has to be AJ to win, right? Sure. Again, logic not necessarily. I I don't see them doing like a co-holder of the world title. <laughs> they could, but they yeah, could. It's I, I mean, don't they, want to see it. right? I, but I I don't see it happening. Not this way cool. Yeah, right. Uh, triple threat match for the universal title: Brock Lesnar versus Kane versus Braun Strowman. That would be a good time to mention that if you go to BookerTees dot com, you can order your brand new Brock Lesnar T shirt. Oh, they're back. They're back, and I I actually I've got my Brock Lesnar T shirt. It came yesterday. <laughs> there you go. The one shirt you wanted them to sell. And that's the one shirt they are currently selling is the Brack Lesnar t-shirt over at BookerTees.com. And that's only for a limited time. So you need to get over there now and drop the 23 bucks and buy the t-shirt. 30-woman Royal Rumble match announced participants include Asuka, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Bailey, Naomi, Natalia, Sonia Deville, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Tamina Snuka, Lana, Carmella, Becky Lynch, Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox, and more to be uh, to be announced. Quite a few. Quite a few left in that one still, yeah. Yeah, I've heard they only, like, if you count them all, they only have, like, 20 women on the main roster. That's at a stretch. And we'd heard that nine from NXT were getting caught, were going to be in the in the 
Royal Rumble, and we couldn't figure yeah, out well, who. Yeah, we did the math, and we found like five. Yeah. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Well, well, I I think uh, again, Thea Trinidad. You would think they should use her for this, huh? Yeah. So that would put us at like six. I mean, I I don't know, I don't know. I haven't heard any hot rumors or sightings or any bullshit about people showing up. So it'll be interesting to see if we do get some veterans tonight. I hope so. Sure. But Oscar's a clear favorite. Ronda Rousey is very close second place. And then, like, way down the list in third place is Becky Lynch. Jeez. Nia Jack, Sasha Banks, Stephanie McMahon. Oh, no, my bad. Stephanie McMahon is fourth favorite. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Stephanie, come on. Stephanie's winning this thing. Come on. You know she is. A mania program setting up a mania program, man. <laughs> That's totally what it is. Are, are the champions... No, the champions aren't in this because it's the it's the same rules as as the men. So whoever wins gets the title opportunity at WrestleMania. Why can't Charlotte challenge for the other title too? I don't know. I mean, she did come out and uh, they set cut a promo on on her on Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. That could totally happen. Yeah, they make their own rules anyway. It's fiction, so fuck it. If they want to change it. It's true. I'd be happier with that outcome, actually. To be honest with you, that'd be a way better outcome, now that I think about it. Champion versus champion title match. Yeah, fuck around with the cross-brand bullshit anyway. Corey Graves is fucking champion announcer, so why not? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And the 30-man Royal Rumble match, John Cena, Finn Balor, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, Elias, Baron Corbin, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Aiden English, Rusev, Titus O'Neil, Apollo Crews, Kofi Kingston, Big E, Xavier Woods, Ty Dillinger, The Miz, and more to be announced. Here's the question. Here's the question. Who do you want to win the men's Royal Rumble match? Total different question, isn't it? It is. Not not who do you think is going to win, but who do you want to win? Shane McMahon. Roman Reigns well, has been added to that since the uh, since this list came out. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's what I think. What I think is going to happen, much like last year, except they're going to flip. Kid, kid and player are going to be out one and two. This year, play is going to come out first, and kid's going to come out second. They're going to outlast everybody else to twenty nine. Bilal's going to show up. He's going to eliminate both kid and play. He's going to think he won, and then number thirty is going to come out, and it's going to be Jamal. Jamal Johnson. <laughs> He's going to el- eliminate Palau. <laughs> okay, to answer the earlier question, it would be great to see Nakamura versus AJ at WrestleMania. That would be great. Sure. Still holding out hope for that. I really am. Oh, my hope died a long time ago. <laughs> but hope is what rebellions are made, are built on. Well, it just seems like if they don't go that way, they've pretty much wasted the entire point of having him because even though I like the guy, Nakamura's match with Sami Zayn is the only really good thing he's done since he's been there. And it's kind of a waste <laughs> to keep somebody like that around who's not getting yeah. any younger and <laughs> you can just do him and AJ at Mania and call it done. Otherwise... Why are you paying him? I feel I feel the same way. I think Shinsuke's gotten uh, complacent in WWE. It's 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 that Brock Lesnar syndrome all over again that we talked about uh, 
back at Survivor Series when he got the match with AJ, where like, well, Brock's going to have a match where he, he Brock's going to have a match where he doesn't give a shit. And it's like, no, AJ's going to bring out a good match of Brock Lesnar because Brock likes the competition. And I think that's the case with Shinsuke. I think he's just going through the motions in most of his matches uh, since he's been in the WWE and particularly on the main I mean, roster. You well, know and... he has because he stopped timing the drop to the drop in his music. He, he's dropped doing the yow when the music stops which is what he used to do, and he looked pretty cool. But now he just falls to the ground. And he did have a reputation for phoning it in toward the end of his time in New Japan, but when you look at it in context, yeah, he was, you know, by the time he left, he was bored because he'd done everything. I mean, that's part of the problem when you get rocketed into the main event when you're a 23-year-old rookie who really shouldn't have been there, but, you know... That's as may be. You know, he had done everything there was to do, and he wanted a challenge. And then, so when he decided he wanted to work for WWE, and he goes over there, from the little bit that I've been able to read, he's basically been really disappointed because they weren't doing very much with him at all. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, you know, I'm here to do something different, you know, other than learn where the hard camera is, I kind of got that. You know, it, you can blame him to a point. I'm not saying don't. But sure. I think, unlike his previous situation, I think WWE has dropped the ball with him, and it's not entirely his fault. Yeah, no, it's not at all. It's, not, it's really not his fault in any way whatsoever. They write the stories and put who they want in, right? I mean, I, I I can't fault him for that. I, it seems a little lazy when we watch Russell most of the time. He's had some good matches when <laughs> when they've given him time to actually have a match like he's known for having. He's had good matches, not great, not like the same level as what made him famous. That John Cena match he had was actually very good. The Randy Orton one was okay, but there's been like three matches like that. There's one I'm forgetting, I think. Right, but I mean, you get my point that he he's just become complacent because basically well, WWE doesn't know what the fuck to do with him. People are in his ear telling him, "You're going out there. You have an eight minute match. Go have a match. Don't you know what? I'm, like, there's a WWE style that we always hear about, and he is working within it. He's and if trying. he doesn't, he's probably going to get in trouble with the company. Is that his fault? No, I think that's their fault. No, and I I'm not I agree, him, man. I agree, I think but he's probably gotten lazy out of like out of apathy. Right, that's that's the point that I'm that that I'm trying to make here is he's just become complacent with what with his position. Well, prepare to be disappointed because I don't think this guy's winning. I think it's just too obvious of that route at this point too. But I'm with you. I'd like to see that. I'd also like to see Finn Balor win too. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I, I I actually want to see that Finn Balor Brock Lesnar match we heard about. They were talking about like, yeah. What, half a year ago? That would be fucking sweet. That's total David Goliath. That'd be awesome. I mean, yeah, we that's... couldn't get we couldn't really get Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar and no. it was like the next best thing. Fuck yeah. That'd be great. I mean it that's what I a want. really cool match. I, I would love to don't get me wrong, I'd love to see Nakamura win too. I would, but at the end of the day I don't I, I'm just so convinced it's not happening that I I I, I kinda of would rather lean towards a little bit more left field if they're gonna do that, which People still have different brands, so if Finn wins, then um, Nakamura can still challenge AJ, but some other way. 
Absolutely. You know, there's a sick, twisted part of me that actually wants something else to happen. So I kind of want it to be done and over with. So I kind of want Roman Reigns to just fucking win and get this bullshit done with. <laughs> this yeah, is, I mean, you don't want to have a like, probably. Yeah, that's... They don't, it's like it's going to have to do another year of it or some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, just like the band-aid, like, just fucking take it off quick. Don't, like, look at it while it peels the skin well, with it. And, and that's why I said, who do you want to win? Because that's a, I, let's face it, we know who to expect to win. Yeah, like Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar 2 has been coming since that accidental yeah. triple threat. <laughs> well, we still could get triple threats, I guess, but they probably will get one, won't we? Knowing the company's history for the last few years. It seems to work them in there. I personally would not be disappointed if The Miz won the Royal Rumble. Won't happen, but I would not be disappointed. Do you want to see Brock Lesnar literally eat him at WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I would love to see the promos going up to it. Yeah. Feed me more. That's Ryback. Yeah. We could, we could get back Ryback's to like the finish behind the ring around. when he like peeks up. Remember that bit? Yeah. Do that again. Be hilarious. That'd be worth Mania. Just Brock Lesnar match. Be like five minutes, maybe ten. Even when he lets guys go, like the AJ one, what was that, 10 minutes? Yeah. It won't be that long. It's a seven-hour show. Right. What's the pre-show, right? So. Yeah. Just for them as peeking over the edge of the ring again, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it's going to be even more disappointing when Roman wins when you realize that Kane is going to eat the pin of the main event to set a Braun versus Kane at WrestleMania. Or a Hunter. I hear people saying Hunter a lot, like this idea that Triple H is going to come in and be like, you're not best for business because you keep breaking shit, so I'm going to break you. But I see Kane versus Braun. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) I've read read the plan is for Braun to chase the Intercontinental title in The Miz. Which for me is just like, well, fuck, that means Braun's not going to win the, the title match tonight and Miz isn't going to win the Royal Rumble. What the fuck am I watching this show for? <laughs> I, I think after what we've seen with Braun lately, it makes no sense for him to win the title anyway. He, he's basically been fighting the set. He yeah. hasn't been fighting people. <laughs> he, he, he really beat the shit out of that truck. Yeah, pulled a wall down and shit. Yeah. Like it. That's why the Triple H thing actually kind of makes sense because it's like you're fighting, literally fighting the show. Well, no, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> no, he already beat that one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll get some answers tonight to a couple of them, and there'll be a few we won't, and they'll do that three-week build like they also have been doing for the last few years as well. And there is a raw pay-per-view in between now and the and, and WrestleMania, which is the Elimination Chamber. I think that might be part of the reason the SmackDown guy is expected to win, but... Isn't SmackDown getting roadblocked this year? Oh, is that happening too? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, two? Two shows total? <laughs> Which it's, it's just, Yeah, I'm going to have to look this up. This, this so de- defeats the purpose... Of uh, of having the Royal Rumble winner go to the go to face the champion at WrestleMania. 
Well, not totally, because they, they've often used the other pay-per-view to set up the other title match when they've had a split brand, too, right? Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. It's We're not the yeah. fast lane. I, I remember. <laughs> it's not Roadblock, it's fast lane. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, boy. Hard show. Fast yeah. car, yay. March oh, 11th. The Elimination Chamber is February 25th, and then fast lane. Fast lane, lane March 11th at the Nationwide Arena in Columbus. Yep. And it's WrestleMania for at least two, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it doesn't matter who wins. They set shit up on the other one. So, okay. Oh, but Great Balls of Fire is coming back. Is it? <sighs> Are you kidding? They're keeping that? <sighs> I thought they said they were turfing that. Oh, my. That's awesome. Well, according to this list, anyway, yeah. Is that like the Wikipedia? That's usually pretty. No, it's. From a website called Smart Out Moment. Smart Out Moment? Smoke Out. Smart Out. Smart Out, oh, okay. I was wondering, who was this Al Bowman? That'd be awesome. <laughs> He's smart, though. Huh. He is the smart S M R T. M O O N. Yeah, I don't have I don't have great balls of fire on the uh, on my list. I've got Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, Fastlane, WrestleMania, Backlash, Payback, Money in the Bank, Battleground, SummerSlam, Extreme Rules, Hell in a Cell, TLC, Survivor Series, and Clash of Champions. And for NXT, yeah. Takeover Philadelphia, Takeover New Orleans, Takeover Brooklyn Four, and Takeover Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm looking at the list on. CBS Sports, and they don't have Great Balls of Fire, which is a shame. It's the best name for a pay-per-view ever. I think they learned their lesson when half the pictures that people had from the event were, like, big cast standing there blocking out the GR, and it just says, eat balls. Yeah. (laughs) Those were good. Yeah. I I must admit that being out of the loop yeah, there was one with Big Cass blocking it, and there was one with Sasha Banks blocking it. So it just said, yeah. eat balls. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole fucking lots of those. I bet. Yeah, so I, every I, match. Like, yeah, photo photo opportunities throughout. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, another one of those that wasn't Great Balls of Fire is Charlotte's SmackDown Titan Tron, because of how it curves, it occasionally says Harlot. <laughs> so yeah, people get a lot of fun with that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into a break song. I mean, I, I did have something, but apparently uh, this week was supposed to be a three-one-one song. No, it didn't have to. It, it didn't have, have to be. be. Your week. It just no, happens. It now. Whatever you want. A song called "Love Song" by this band I've never even heard of. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> This is okay. It's three eleven is the name of the band. This is episode three eleven of Board Wrestling Fan, uh, and this is a uh, this is a cover of the Cure song "Love Song." Still, either or, it's still a bad song. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what the choice, but I'm like, wow. I just looked up the name on YouTube. And just Why don't you just go with the original? Go with the original song there, Noise. Don't have to worry about it. He didn't know it was a cover. I didn't even listen to it. I just picked one. <laughs> it is a test grade, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Yeah, but I do this from my phone, so I still have my headphones on. So, just so take time. your headphones off for three and a half minutes. Jeez. Nobody's forcing Suffer. you to listen to the song. <laughs> 311 Love Song Board Wrestling Fan. <laughs> 
And now, a word from our sponsors. Fightful is the first true combat sports crossover site covering all things pro wrestling, mixed martial arts, and boxing. Signing up to Fightful gives you access to multiple wrestling and MMA audio and video podcasts, original content from wrestling, MMA, and boxing personalities, and industry insiders that can't be found anywhere else. Special deals, contests, and giveaways only available to Fightful members. Interviews with renowned performers from WWE, UFC, Bellator, TNA, and more. Registration is also completely free. Make sure to check out Fightful. Link is in the description. All right. You know where I hear Fightful... That wasn't half bad. Yeah. You know where I hear Fightful is popular? In JT land! Yes, 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 yes. There we go. Some chic shit. Everybody go fuck yourself. Hashtag XFL2020. Cold beer and suplexes. Hello, Hall of Fame. Don't embarrass yourself. Everybody make the mistake. You look like the jabroni. Don't put the Roger and the Barry in, Bubba. A recent study shows you can go fuck yourself, Jabrona. Jabroni. Stay in your lane, Jabroni. 35 years ago, I make the Hulk Hogan and the Hulkamania, Hulkamania be the Hulkamania. I dropped the belt of the Hollywood blonde Jabroni. He lucky I didn't break his leg and his career. I am the real shooter. I only do it for the respect of the Kenny D. McMahon and my company. Respect the legend. Hashtag fly eagles fly. Nikki, baby, you call the Giselle. Tell her, get the hot tub warm, Bubba. <laughs> Vir Virgil, Virgil shit. 20 bucks a little man, so I can pretend I have fans. I put, I put my head... Oh, wait, first, wait. Me, Kurt, and Nate crushing the rumble. Can't wait for my appearance tonight on somebody's couch. I put my hat in, I put my hat in as coach of the Boston Breadsticks for the XFL. <laughs> Let's get it. If Vince McMahon wants to bring the XFL, bring back the XFL, then goddamn it, Vince, Vince will bring back the XFL people. Mr. Meat Toss was at the first round, will be at the last one, or not. Hashtag Raw25. Hashtag Tide Pod Challenge. Hey, add a little Parmesan, and I am into the high, the Tide Pod 2018 Challenge. Oh, Is there anything anybody can say publicly without offending somebody? No. All I'm right. offended. <laughs> well, you know what? She, she can, you can take the she, Sheik's advice on that. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Let's see here. Kayfabe News. Kayfabe News. Click on the site. Oh, there's a new one since the show started. They put up a new one. Let's see here. Strowman ordered to undergo anger management with Dr. Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> Does this photo show CM Punk arriving at the Barclays Center for a Raw 25? No. Only 9,130 sleeps till Raw 50. <laughs> Undertaker's cryptic promo decoded. Has anyone seen my old hat and coat? <laughs> Undertaker vows to compete until his WrestleMania record is even Steven. Oh, God. Ted Turner announces the launch of World Championship Football. 
Vince McMahon, screw it. I'm relaunching the, the WBF too. <laughs> and Dixie Carter's ingenious invasion of WWE is finally complete. Good as EC3 was in the crowd. Yes. <laughs> and acknowledged as EC3. Which even Ricochet got his real name. Yeah. That's right. But they've done that so many times before that I. Well, yeah, I mean, like Hideo Kitami, Hitami, whatever. Yeah. Like his Titan Tron originally said, um, Kenta. Kenta, and yeah. then it morphed into Hideo. Yeah. <laughs> and Asuka, oh. did, maybe it's just a Japanese thing, because that happened to Asuka as well. Just <laughs> like from this day forward, I would be known as Asuka. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few times they've done that, so I don't, I don't take much out of that. Yeah. Yeah, EC3 can keep that though because they just never need to say what it stands for. <laughs> the whole character is based on Dixie Carter though, so what's the point? Yeah, you can still make him a rich boy playboy. Yeah, thing. you could still do that, but, but there's really no reason to keep the Carter anyway. <clears throat> you can change the name, keep the basic premise, and be perfectly fine if they want to do that. That'd yeah, I've, I've heard someone suggest just give him an equally smug and posh sound name. Yeah, no. Yeah. The character's great. Like they'd be dumb not to let him mm -hmm. do that. But I just, the Carter thing is like this is a name change that I actually kind of want. I don't want to see fucking Carter bullshit. He's he, he pretty much dropped the Carter thing in TNA and just became EC3. Well, why? Why even need the EC3 part of it? It's not really important. His, his new name is going to be Evan Cole, and he's uh, Michael Cole's nephew. Sure. <laughs> And Adam Cole's brother. I <laughs> feel like another TV awesome. <laughs> Actually, you know what? He probably will be. <laughs> oh, well. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we do have Robo G, just to let you know, G. Yep. They, they should just let the guy run with his turkey burger gimmick that he established on our show. Uh-huh. I agree. Yeah. TB3, uh, that's how many he's going to eat. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Uh, today's show is brought to you by everybody's favorite beer with candy floating in it, Skittlebrow. <laughs> <laughs> and Cantonese Corner with Noise. Yeah, I've got a great piece of advice for you this week. If you're middle-aged and stuck in a sexless marriage to a woman who has no interest in sex anymore, then I suggest you start running on a treadmill as hard as you can every day. Not only will this help you get in shape and burn off some stress, but it also raises your chance of having a heart attack and finally being free. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Alternative facts is, 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 is stupid sexy Flanders. Kudos to no fucking buddy dot JT dot suck it dot even though we're still buddies dot too bad. <laughs> It's a leader quest mission, and we got the goods dot here. Will Barkley arrive for real? Underscore questions mark dot edu and angrymarks.com. A friendly reminder of some stupid shit you didn't care about in the first place. Booker T's is back, sucker! Get your Brack Lesnar original t-shirt now! I've got mine. For Monday's 25th anniversary show, it was Vince McMahon who oversaw things at the Barclays Center with Michael Hayes and Adam Pierce producing matches, 
while Triple H oversaw the Manhattan Center with Mike Rotunda producing matches. Raw 25 was rewritten three hours ahead of showtime after the creative team found out that Jimmy Fallon wouldn't arrive early enough for pre-tapes and segments with WWE legends. The segments planned, including one with Raw GMs, became introductions and waves to the crowd. The show was largely aimed at attracting more casual viewers. One of the big topics backstage was the rumors that Fox Entertainment Group is interested in purchasing WWE. Vince McMahon has added no new expenses to WWE, fueling speculation that he's thinking about selling. Hmm. Yeah, the XFL thing is uh, expected, but we got two years to wait to see if it actually works out, huh? Yep. Yeah. Hey, G, G, still G, got Robo G. G. You got we still got Robo G, man. Just try it. <laughs> Yeah, two years to find out about the XFL. I'll I'll hold G's thought for him while he uh, resets his uh, sound card there. <laughs> two whole years announced for 2020 uh, with eight teams. What was a 10-week season to a week of semifinal games and then the uh, big game at the end of the season. It's, it's compelling sports. It's entertaining sports. Well, they're getting rid of all the gimmicks, is what he said, right? Yeah. And he's going to own all the teams. It won't be independent owners. Or the company will. Yeah, something about no crossover with uh, WWE itself. Yeah. 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 They want to make the game as much shorter. They're talking about getting rid of halftime. I think I heard that, too. That was a... That was, got, that was an idea. It's got a lot of press. Yeah, the great thing was him saying that a three-hour game is too long. Yeah. You have to go well, for two I, hours. I like the Booker. I saw on Twitter this week of um, someone, it, it's a chore to watch a three-and-a-half-hour football game. Booker's teaser, Booker T's responded, Sometimes it's it's a chore to get through a three-hour raw. <laughs> yeah, was a joke. Like, he, he doesn't seem to realize that, hey, this seems a place to roll. <laughs> well, the USA wanted the third hour, though. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what people say, that Vince isn't behind that. Well, yeah. Vince US. wanted the money, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I think, um, basically, uh, I mean, one of, the, one of the things he did uh, say in that press conference was, fans, we want to hear from you. What do you want to see out of a football league? And use the hashtag XFL2020 or what the fuck ever. Okay, what did they say? I'd have, I don't know yet. I haven't read this. I haven't looked up the hashtag because I figured that would just be a pain in the ass. Yeah, you're right. It probably would. I bet there's some good answers in there somewhere buried in it. I'm going to have a look. What I'd like so, to see, yeah. uh, what I'd like to see in a football game is you, you, uh, you, you get rid of the field, you, you put down an ice rink and make all the players wear skates and give them sticks. And instead of a ball, have a puck. Joe, you were now, I mind. I was going to say switch the four quarters, uh, Three periods. Three periods, yeah. Give them skates. Well, can they get rid of the ball and, like, I don't know, use, like, something, like, that resembles, like, a piece of cow shit, maybe? Hmm. Or actually use cow shit. Ooh. That, well, that would be the Canadian way. <laughs> Off the side of the barn. And play a little shinny on the old frozen pond out back. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Okay. Here we go. Here's some of them. No punting. Must go for two after touchdowns. Kickoff from the 20, 
to allow for more kickoff returns. What are the most popular ones? Um, Apparently, the, a, a report here from Not Sports <laughs> Center is the Cleveland Browns applied to be in the new XFL and were rejected. Vince McMahon told them to try the YMCA. <laughs> oh. Here's one Vince tearing his quads again. Gary Barnish confirmed. <laughs> we can't have you. We can't have you on our on our league. You fired our favorite dude. How mm-hmm. old is Barnish anyway? He's like thirty. Yeah, I guess you could still maybe get a year or two in it. This would be thirty-two yeah. in twenty twenty though, with Baba Wobble. <laughs> someone, someone put no fair catches. Uh, Gary's thirty-two now. Oi. Possible. I guess if Scott Bakula can do it in that movie. <laughs> uh, I don't, did you guys I don't know. know the X is for extreme? I don't know if this is going to... I, I mean, I'm kind of pessimistic generally. The big interesting thing about this is how much the media landscape has changed in the last few years. And two years from now, distribution is the most important thing for it to be successful, right? Obviously, they got to have TV rights money or else. What are they going to do, right? But that, there's all those not new media that's trying to get into football over the last couple of years. So, my biggest question is: Are we going to get the triumph return of he hate me? Oh, I, I hope, hope so. so. I mean, yeah. He was like the star player. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't find any tweets from what the fans want. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through. There's not. There's nothing really. I'm reading the ones that I think are okay. There's are nothing there any, really is like. There any way, like Changing the list of it so it shows ah, like I'm just looking now. I've, I've decided to just look at the replies of the XFL tweeting. Yeah, that's probably the realistically the most close to a vote you can get. Like what the fans, yeah, someone said a team from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, farther, I'm, I'm farther from that. 15 yeah. yard pass interference, 15 yard pass interference, holding must be for more than a second. No slow-mo replays to determine catches. Reviews only at live speed. PAT points increased further from the goal line. One, one point for five yards. Two points for 10 yards. Three for 20. Four for 35. Five for 50. Okay. No kickoffs. Punts are live with a five-yard halo around the ball until recovered or down. Yeah, I'm looking. A team from Salt Lake City. Change the rules. I know what a catch is. Yeah, right. Is, Wrestling what, is... What's that about? What is the rule of catching? Dude, I, I know I, what a catch is. How does it apply to hand egg? I can't. I, I, that's, I can't stand watching football anymore because it's like, oh, he caught the ball. No, wait, he didn't catch the ball. Like, the ball is in his fucking hands. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it was moving. Wow. It's in his fucking hands. He didn't drop it. Like, Here he didn't go. have control of it. <laughs> Here's one. Wrestling and Stone Cold Stunners, obviously. Yeah, I just saw that one. No one else has had Tim Tebow. <laughs> Dog whistle cultural politics. Oh, wait, you said Watsy. More than one season. Yeah. <laughs> Assless chaps. Oh, jeez. A clear definition of what a catch is. Yeah. Football. Not wrestling and football. I want my wrestling. I want my football. I don't want them together. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the return of He Hate Me is an XFL commissioner. Yes. 
All right, back to our uh, back to our regularly scheduled crap. Uh, <laughs> Tyson Smith shoot name on Reddit says that he uh, spoke to a friend uh, who used to watch wrestling about Raw twenty five, and uh, and this is uh, the feedback that he got was. How did you get my number? I haven't talked to you in 20 years. Am I watching Raw 25? Is that the WWF? You still watch that shit? You, you still watch that kid shit? Ha! You're a fucking loser. Fuck off. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great friend. Molly Holly, a.k.a. Nora Greenwald, not Ringwald, as G tried to get me to say. Uh, so no, she's... I just copy pasted it. Good job, Steve J. <laughs> Was that legit what it said on Angry Marks? I don't read the shit, man. I don't know. I just do the news. It's Nora Greenwald, not Ringwald. <laughs> he got confused with Molly Ringwald. Uh, so she's not in the Royal Rumble, uh, as does Ronda Rousey. She's in Colombia, the country of integrity and law enforcement. <laughs> uh, Samoa Joe will be part of the Royal Rumble pre-show panel. He was on NXT last night, wasn't he? He was. He, yeah, was, he was on, on the, the NXT pre-show. Pre-show, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I saw like a couple seconds of that. I was setting it up for uh, for dinner and authors of pain. <laughs> so I watched something else for what, thirty minutes there. <laughs> does anyone know? <laughs> does anyone know how to turn off Steph's commentary on streamable links? Says uh, King asks King of the Stone Age uh, eighteen on Reddit. As if I'd ever give that company my money. <laughs> the 2019 Royal Rumble will be at Chase Field in Phoenix. Uh, here are some Vince McMahon thoughts from the XFL press conference on Thursday. I'm very committed to this, and it's going to take more than $100 million to do this league. Democrat, Republican, Independent, I don't care about politics, and no one should. We come to the field not to state what I am pro or against, that's not why we're there. We're there to play football. Forget what we did with the XFL in 2001. That was a long time ago. And uh, let's see what we have here. Vince McMahon is going to fail with the XFL. Let me, a 29-year-old who's never worked a day in my life, a fat 29-year-old who's never worked a day in my life and took one finance class in community college, break down why, <laughs> says Dr. Prune3 on, uh, on Reddit. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. I'm 16 and failing at school. Let me tell you why Vince's announcement is going to lose billions of dollars, says Paul Heyman's ponytail. Yeah, if anyone knows about losing money, it's Paul Heyman's ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> he hate me, says KL44 on Reddit. He being my bitch mom's new boyfriend, Gary. I have a job, Gary. I'm in social media. I'm a social media influencer for New Japan Pro Wrestling's Western Expansion. They'll start paying me soon. <laughs> Fucking Gary, man. <laughs> Through his attorney, Enzo Amore has issued a statement. Over the last two days, Philomena Sheehan, or what the fuck ever, has made multiple public accusations against Eric Arndt, also known as Enzo Amore with the WWE, including allegations of sexual misconduct concerning an October 2017 incident in Phoenix. Mr. Arndt, fully and unequivocally, unequivocally, unequivocally denies those accusations. He's cooperating with authorities in this manner and looks forward to having it resolved in a timely manner. Neither Mr. Arndt nor his counsel will be making any further public, co uh, 
further public comments on this matter. I can't talk right now, apparently. I got through everything else but this fucking statement. <laughs> the he said, she said had begun uh, with a friend of Enzo's accuser claiming that she's lying. Obviously, this will only get uglier and more uncomfortable the longer this drags on, so get ready for a bumpy ride. Meanwhile, this report about why Enzo was fired has since been confirmed. WWE officials felt humiliated about being blindsided by having to answer questions about Enzo Amore being accused of rape on the very same day they were trying to do publicity for Raw's 25th anniversary. And the nail in the coffin was that Enzo had not, been, or had not informed them of the investigation before Monday, even though it had started months ago. In fact, when they asked about it at Barclays Center, he denied that there was even one going on, at which point they told him to pack his shit and leave. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, even if he didn't do anything, he really had a duty to tell them back in October. So I can understand entirely why they fired him, even though he's not been found guilty or innocent yet. Yeah, it's kind of damning because if if you if you if you're innocent, you think you would inform your company and say these charges are pending. I'm that innocent. Too, I'm probably going to have yeah. to face them, so they know. Mm-hmm. If you're hiding it, it makes you look pretty bad, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Even if it's embarrassed. I mean, I'd be embarrassed if I was falsely accused. Like, hypothetically, let's say he is, because we don't know. Sure. I would totally be embarrassed by that. I, I would understand why you might think about doing it, but at the, some point you talk to your lawyer, and you'd think your lawyer would say, well, go... Uh, yeah, doesn't... That doesn't look good, but we don't know. Right. It's, now, maybe we should consult this uh, 16-year-old kid who's failing at school. No, I yeah. think we need to consult Roman Reigns. <laughs> if, Enzo, if what Enzo did is a crime, then lock me up, Oose. Hashtag justice for Enzo, says Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> According to Topher Gopher1 on Reddit. <laughs> it was really hard finding, like, as much as we don't generally censor things on this show. Yeah. It, I had to be very. I was treading carefully, and I, I, sure. I will apologize in advance. There'll be more. Yeah, that was the, a nice one. Yeah, the Enzo. Oh, God. The Enzo Amore story. I still cut a bunch out, dude. Seriously. Oh. The Enzo Amore story has been picked up by USA Today, so you can expect more mainstream coverage to follow. Of course, WWE can say they fired him almost immediately once the news broke this week to cover their behinds. On yeah, to but I think it still makes them look bad if he's found innocent. If the response is like he was fired because he might be a rapist, no, I don't think it makes him look bad at all. Because it was like his his the reason they could say he I fired mean, they the fired him was he doesn't look bad. The real reason that they were embarrassed that doesn't look bad. But how many people know that reason? To most people, it's going to look like he was fired for being a rapist. Well, it was pretty publicized. I mean, and even before they confirmed it, there was quite a lot being said that it wasn't a guilt or innocence thing. It was a, we first found out about this in a super public way, like yesterday. And so something has been said pretty much from the time the story broke that they had fired him. So if people don't know, that's one thing, but they kind of have to be trying really hard not to listen if they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's right. Yeah, all right, then. If, if they're, like, getting out there that that was the real reason he was fired, then, yeah, sure. And you got to be fair. Like, it's not like <laughs> this guy's 
been in their good good books the last what year or so you know a lot of stories and negative press about them maybe someone else they would have given more of a benefit of the doubt so sure too. maybe but even considering that like like yeah he wasn't in good standing anyway i <laughs> really no. Like, if, if roman if like if roman reigns had if something like this happened to roman reigns they probably wouldn't fire him sure on 205 Live, the general manager of SmackDown, Daniel Bryan, made an announcement. Enzo Amore has abdicated the title and is no longer part of 205 Live. He says a GM would be hired for 205 Live next week to resolve the situation. And I think it was <clears throat> old Hurricane Helms who like, yeah. teased on Twitch where it was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw something about that, yeah. So that would I- be kind of cool. Especially if, like, the idea is that he's the GM, but the Hurricane is a member of the roster, and they try and pretend it's not him. <laughs> I I heard that he I heard he tweeted that uh, a picture of the of him with the cruiserweight belt. Like, so I heard you heard you need a cruiserweight champion. <laughs> oh, what's up with that? <laughs> so did so did Medusa. Huh. Was like, I won the cruiserweight title once. Dot dot dot, and then she posted these. I was like, oh man, that would be so great. Well, Hornswoggle is the last official champion from the old days. This is true. <sighs> Triple what threat. else is true, though, about Enzo? I guess Enzo didn't cruiser wait for consent, brother, brother. <laughs> Says Hulk Hogan, according to somebody on Reddit who has since apparently deleted their account. <laughs> Matt Hardy. Uh, <laughs> delete! As a result of rewrites, a Raw match featuring Enzo and Goldust was scrapped, and the Zo train was sent to the Manhattan Center. I... Oh, nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> per Wrestling Observer Radio, Enzo Amore was given the nickname EA a few weeks ago. Apparently, EA stands for Electronic Arts, it's apparently to symbolize how they knew en- about Enzo raping that girl, just like EA raped my wallet. Fuck EA, says Face Braxton on Reddit. This is the most thought I've put into any post ever. A lot of thought went into that post. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rich Swan has been cleared on all charges of false imprisonment and battery in the incident with his wife, Sue Young, with the prosecutor's office citing insufficient evidence to go forward. Swan has not been officially reinstated by WWE, even though all charges were dropped. Richard Rodriguez claims he has proof Roman Reigns was a client. Okay then, bucko, prove it. I kicked Enzo, I kicked Enzo off the bus after he tried slipping me a roofie, oos. Says Roman Reigns. Ooh-ah! Says, oh, hi, Danny, on Reddit. <laughs> the Miz will be getting a top guy push going forward due to the new Miz and Mrs. reality show coming to USA Network. I don't care why it's happening as long as it's happening. Mm-hmm. A Seth Rollins versus Jason Jordan match is rumored for WrestleMania 34. Hold on to your butts. I don't care why it's happening. I just wish it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
Dave Meltzer on Twitter. Fuck you. 2.75 stars. 10.99. Uh, says Piplup TCG on Reddit. Uh, Satoshi Kojima of New Japan Pro Wrestling has a torn ACL and will be out of action for six months. Yeah, that was really uh, sad to hear because of his age. The guy's pushing 50. It pretty much could be the end for him. We don't know yet. Um, but to put in context of just how hardcore this guy is, he did it at the beginning of Fantastica Mania, and he basically sucked it up and went through with a main event one-on-one -on -one match against Rush on the last show of Fantastica Mania. And that's just insane. So, you know, <coughs> hashtag bread club, get well soon. <laughs> uh, there were legitimate negotiations to bring Hulk Hogan into the Bullet Club in New Japan, but the talks broke down because Hogan wanted too much money. Yay that it fell apart. Ooh, that they ever considered it. Mm-hmm. Mixed match, uh, mixed match Challenge crashed this week, peaking at 91,900 live viewers on Facebook Watch. That's down 32% from last week's debut episode. Batista says WWE isn't as good as it used to be. This is Batista clearly exhibiting method acting, channeling his inner Drax by showing brutal honesty. StanLee.Marvel.com <laughs> He's been saying that for years, though. So, um, Cena's new um, WM opponent will be um, uh, someone, according to Meltzer. Probably someone that's not retired, but um, plans may um, change. <laughs> that from Dragon Sky on Reddit. And a preview of Total Divas. In Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne, she explains, He was a boy, he was a punk. So now, we understand that he was a punk. Okay. But later she says, All of her friends stuck up their nose because they had a problem with his baggy clothes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but punk kids didn't and don't wear baggy clothes. Seems like the usual attire has been tight clothes for a long time now. Moreover, the song title presents an even bigger problem. Was he a skater boy? Or was he a punk? Because she does also give us the information that she turns on TV, guess who she sees, Skater Boy rocking up MTV. So we know he's been working on his musical career for a while now. The only sort of chronological timeline we get is that she says five years from now, explaining the time she witnessed his MTV appearance. But regardless, his musical talents were enough to credit him a spot on national TV. To me, it seems he was more of a musician than, rather than a skater. We actually don't get to hear any information on his skateboarding abilities. Actually, we don't even know if skateboarding was his medium. He could have been a roller skater or even an ice skater. We just don't know. The track leaves us with many more questions rather than answers. And frankly, I'm upset. She says in the song, Now I'm with the skater boy. But it's almost impossible not to assume that she would be after... that. It's also... Excuse me. Let me try this again. But it's almost impossible not to assume that would be after his MTV performance. So why does she refer to him as the skater boy? How dare she not praise him for his musical success? It makes no sense. With that, with all that being said, 10 out of 10. Fantastic fucking track. I'd listen to it again. It sounds I like a... I hurt a lot. 
<laughs> that sounds like it's going to be a good episode of Total Divas. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Probably must be El Generico she's singing about. <laughs> He's back from the, uh, the orphanage. <laughs> All right. Anybody have anything they want to add, or can I go watch hockey now? <laughs> oh, you're not um, missing anything right now. Oh, I know. I got the intros on right now. I got the two-hand hockey One thing, um, I posted it on our Twitter, so um, if people would go there and check it out, uh, one of our fellow wrestling peeps is in some pretty desperate straits right now. If you listen to... The podcasts on angrymarks.com or you go to Top Rope Press. Um, Abby has been trying to raise money for cancer surgery and she's running out of time and things are looking kind of desperate and so if people are listening and people would go and check this out there's a You Caring fundraiser set up people who are able to help out at all Please do if you can't share it for a signal boost and see if she can get the surgery she needs to not die because that would be pretty awesome. Awesome, yeah, check that out. Help out a fellow fan. All right. Well then. For at G of the Internet, at Random Redhead, at El Generico, at Mark underscore Noise, at Book Chunky Jaina, I am at Think So Joe. We are at Board Wrestling Fan, that's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels, Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. You can listen to this podcast every Sunday live at 2 p.m. Eastern on BoardWrestlingFan.com or download us afterwards at BoardWrestlingFan.com, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, BodySlam.net, anywhere that podcasts are sold. And we'll see you next week. Or not. Who knows? Happy birthday, Seamus. You're 40, you lobster looking schmuck. <laughs> <laughs>